Hello, this is Darren. And this is Paige. And this is Where's, Where's the, the lemonade? lemonade? Where we talk about what happens when life throws you lemons. Make some lemonade? Uh, maybe. Some weeks it's lemon squares. Yeah, some weeks it's just lemons. Yeah. <laughs> On today's episode, we're going to talk about taking a break from COVID. Is that such a thing? We can take a break from it? Uh, we did. <laughs> So today we're going to talk about taking a break from COVID, but we really didn't take a break from it. We just kind of pretended it wasn't there for a week. Yes, there is really no taking a break from COVID because that'd be nice. Like put a pause on it for like the next 50 years. (laughs) But um, yeah, we just decided to get away in a responsible way. Yeah, so so we actually left California for the first time since the... Quarantine started since COVID really kicked off. Yep, March 13th, I believe. And we self-isolated in the mountains in southern Utah. We did. Actually, I guess we haven't left California since February, right? Because the last time you traveled, because you didn't travel for that for those first two weeks in March. No, I didn't. So we haven't traveled, we haven't been out of the state of California. Anyway, but yes, we decided to go to your family's cabin in Bryan Head um, and just chill. Yeah, thanks, Mom and Dad, for letting us uh, use the cabin. That was really nice. Oh, my goodness. Thank you, Grandpa, for building that cabin. It is fabulous and so appreciative that they they let us use it. Now, we were very isolated up there. I mean, Brian Head's a very small community. We really didn't see much of anyone up there. Oh. Um, it's which, at 10,000 feet, which yeah, is... Yeah, it made me kind of sad because we were there last year for your for the Pulse for Family reunion, and it was hopping. I mean, there's all kinds of things going on because it's actually quite a um, destination for summer tourists. To there's lots of um, hiking and ATVing and you know things like that. And it was kind of sad that it was so quiet. Well, and it was nice though, but because our goal there was to get away from all the bad news that had been going on in the world, right? And just kind of take a break and relax from work and school and all of our concerns. And they all kind of went away for this week. It did. It was so it was so funny. When I'm at home, by the end of the day, my phone is usually at about 10%. And because, you know, I've been using it, I've been looking at it. And every night when I would go to bed there, my phone would be at like 65, 70%. That's because you never looked at it, which no, is No, because even... You know, Rachel and Russell and the, our grandbabies came. Jake came. Like, you know, most of our family was there, so I wasn't texting anybody, and everybody knew I was on vacation, so my friends weren't texting me. I wasn't doing any. I just, it was it was nice just to literally take a break from everything. So what this taught us was it's it really wasn't the destination as much as our attitude of disconnecting. Yes, for sure, for sure. And we didn't have a plan. Like, usually when we go on a trip, we've got, you know, and this day we're going to do this, and this day we're going to do that. We just were going to chill and see where the wind blew us, and yeah, it was nice. Well, and I think, especially in these times where there's so much going on, so much turmoil in the world with COVID and riots and all this stuff, you need a chance to disconnect and to just relax and be grateful for the things that we do have around us that are good. And anyone can do this. You don't have to, you don't have to go to a cabin in the middle of nowhere uh, to do this. You can actually do this in your own home. Um, We're lucky enough that um, my parents have a cabin that we can use. So 
Thanks again, Mom and Dad. Okay, so let's talk about getting to our destination, which was kind of far away. Yeah, about 650 miles. Uh-huh. Um, so about 10, 11 hours, uh, given how many times we stop and how fast we go. So we have a Ford Flex, if people don't know this, and it is not conducive to traveling with more than four people. Would you say that's Maybe correct? five. We could get away with five. We go to five, but we couldn't have all of our luggage. There's just, there's no storage room in the Flex. There isn't. So we had seven full-size people with us, adult-size people, even though our three amigos are teenagers, they're in no way tiny teenagers. No, I mean, the kids are all, I mean, the boys are, Sam's almost 6'1", Jacob's 6'2", David's 5'9". 5'10", yeah. Madeline's 5'8". Yeah, there's no small people. No small people. So I rented a minivan. I heard minivans do a good job uh, with storage. You heard? Well, Jacob told me. <laughs> Jacob what? Jacob loves minivans, so I rented a minivan. I heard through the grapevine. It's also a lot cheaper than a Suburban. Yes, which we would, we would have preferred a Suburban. Yeah, but they didn't have any because I did. tried to upgrade. Yes. So I bring the minivan home. You and I both look at it and go, there is no way we can fit everyone in that car. Well... I guess I never realized that it's called a minivan for a reason. It was kind of mini. Like, I looked at it, I'm like, I guess I've never looked at it. It was with, a Dodge Car- Grand Caravan, so it's know, the largest one they have. But I've never looked at it with thinking that, oh, there's going to be seven adults getting in here. Right. Normally, minivans, you have little kids. Right. Or like when we rented a minivan last year when we were on our tour of the East Coast with the Three Amigos, we only had Three Amigos. Yeah. This time, we had five. Right. So I was looking at it very differently. So yeah, I went out there. You came in and you said, honey, you need to come look at this car. <laughs> and I'm like, what? It's a minivan. It'll be fine. And I went out there and I went, okay, let's see. So you and I sat in the back together and I went, no way. There's no way that this is going to work. And, but, you know, we went in and talked to Jacob. I said, Jacob, it looks like we're going to have to take another car. So I'll need you to drive at least one third of the time because we have four drivers, three of which could really drive it. My, my one daughter, uh, she'd be too cautious. We could use her, but we would be going a lot slower. Than the <laughs> yes, rest we of would. Us. No offense. No offense. Um, <laughs> you know who you are. So, but, um, so, and Jacob said, I really don't want to drive. And we wanted everyone to be together anyway. Yes. To li- we normally listen to books and have fun joking and play games in the car. So Jacob sacrificed himself because he didn't want to drive to sit in the middle back hump. Yep. He said, I will take one for the team and I will sit in the middle of the back seat. Now. The driver is pretty pleasant, actually. Yes, that's all good and well. But this is crucial to traveling. You have to assign seats. You cannot just say, get in the car, kids. No. No, no. Do not be a rookie on a, on a long drive. You've got to assign specific people to sit by specific people. Right. And on our way out there, it was the right combination. The two girls in the back with Jacob in between. Yep. And the, and the two teenage boys in the in captain's the chairs. Yep. It worked out great. 
Yep. We learned that it wouldn't work out great any other way when we took a one drive from Brian Head down to St. George, which is about an hour drive, and the seating arrangements were different, and I was ready to pull the car over. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> You're touching me. You're breathing on me. Why are you looking at me? Why you... Your feet smell. You know that, I was just like, that proverbial, oh if I hear it one more time, I'm going to pull over, and you're going to walk from here. I, you know, I never said nope. that, but I, I felt like saying it. Yes, it was. It's it's uh, it's crucial to have the right combination. Let's just leave it at that. <laughs> yeah, let's leave it at that. <laughs> if we took that trip again, I'd probably push harder for a Suburban. Yes. But I don't know. The, uh, the minivan had extra storage that we didn't know about, like under the seats, under the floorboards. It was, it was pretty cool. I know. It was like a clown car. It was like we kept finding storage. Yeah. It was like, whoa, and here's some more, and here's some more. So let's talk about our trip real quick, our drive out there. It, okay. is, uh, it was about 10 hours, 650 miles or so, and there's four ways to go. One uh, is through Salt Lake, so across I-80. That adds an extra 120, 150 miles. Eh. Yeah, because yeah, that's two more hours, two and a half more hours. One is down through um, California and across through Las Vegas. And then up, that's again another 120, 150 miles. Eh. Yep. And the other two are through the middle of nowhere, Nevada. In fact, there was a <laughs> there was a <laughs> sign someone put literally in the middle of nowhere, and it said nowhere, Nevada. That we yes. drove past. Yep. One of them is on Highway 50, also known as the loneliest highway. And the other one is on Highway 6 um, and down Highway 95 to Highway 6 and across Nevada, also known as the extraterrestrial highway. We have been on the extraterrestrial highway. That is not an easy word to say. No, it's not. And that's kind of a cool place because Independence Day was filmed out okay, there. Okay, wait. It's really not a cool place at all. That's the only thing that makes it cool. But yes, it there's like hot. the alien museum that we stopped and went into. It was so cheesy and weird. It was, but it was kind of fun. <laughs> we took our pictures in we front of the aliens. We took our pictures. And- yeah, it was, it was fun. <laughs> but we normally go that route because it is interesting. There's a couple of places. We know that route. We've taken it three or four times now. Um, we know when to stop and all that. And, um, but the road was closed. There was an earthquake, um, down in Hawthorne, Nevada, and it closed down highway 95. It would have taken another hour reroute around it. Uh, cause there aren't, you can't just take a side road. There are no side roads, people. Right. right. When they say loneliest highway, we're talking 250 miles, 300 miles with nothing. Well, literally nothing. I mean, we drove for Hours and hours, and yeah, how many cars did we four see? Four hours, and we saw maybe 10 cars. Yeah, maybe. Coming the opposite direction. None were going our direction. Well, yeah, well that we know of, I mean. Well, they might have been, but <laughs> everyone's but going yeah. the same speed limit, I yes. guess. Yes, you have to make sure your car is in tip-top shape. You do not want to break down on this loneliest highway, or you may be there for a long time. <laughs> yeah, and there is no cell service out there in some spots. So if you if you have kids that need to go to the bathroom frequently, do not take this road. Like it well, is Well you can. You can just pee on the side of the road. No one's gonna be there to see you do <laughs> That <it>. is true. <laughs> Sometimes people don't want to do that. <laughs> I guess it's easier for boys and girls. Right? Yes it is. Yes. Especially since there aren't any trees. I mean literally there was nothing out there except we did see some interesting things. On our um, trip, we took I uh, we took uh, Highway 50 from Fallon, Nevada to Ely, um, Nevada. is called the Loneliest Highway. 
And between those two cities, which is about 250, 300 miles, there are two towns. Yes. Not really towns. I was going to say, you're using the word town very loosely right yeah, now. Yeah, total population of both combined is like 700 people. <laughs> I mean, but we saw lots of antelope. We did. They were super cool, just bouncing on, you know, on the road when they're little packs. I didn't know there were animal, a- antelope in North America. It w- they were cool. I thought that was an African thing. Yeah. Right? I thought, oh, are we in the you know, savanna in Africa? And I never thought about it whatsoever. So. Well, <laughs> there you go. I did. <laughs> and we saw lots of deer. Yep. And we saw a lot of cattle, a lot of cows. A lot of cows. And then um, oh, this one time we were just driving up. There's several passes you go over where elevation is above 7,000 feet. You're going over a little mountain pass and down into a valley. And we come up over this mountain pass and start heading down into the valley. And looking in front of us, the road looks like it's moving. It did. I was like, what is that on the road? And you thought that it might have been baby tarantulas. Yeah, because I've seen tarantulas before. When I used to drive to work in the Bay Area, taking some of the back roads, the tarantulas would run across the street. And, you know, you try and dodge them. Then you learn you just don't dodge them. You just go. They'll move out of the way. Um, but these were smaller than that. But the road was moving. Yeah, it was really creepy. So I wanted to pull over to investigate because I wanted to make sure these were not tarantulas or I was going to have nightmares about all these tarantulas. So we pulled over and I rolled down my window to see. And all of a sudden there were these jumping. I'm like, they're jumping. Whatever they are, they're jumping. They were and, locusts. Yeah, they were locusts. Huge. Yeah, about two inches, between an inch and two inches um, uh, big, and literally covered the road. An inch. There was none that were an inch. They were two, a solid two inches. A solid two inches. They were huge. They were pretty big. And it, what's fascinating, they call them Mormon crickets. Um, I guess they have infestations out there all the time. And um, on our way back, the crickets had moved. Or the locusts had moved. They had migrated. They'd migrated about 150 miles. Because yeah. they weren't where we were before, but they no. were in another place. Yep. And I was like, wow, you know. Disgusting. It, it, was, it was pretty wild. Another reason why that highway is the loneliest highway, because <laughs> people don't want to go out there and be with the locust. You know, a oh. part of that highway, they actually open up a once a year. And I can't remember. I think it's out of um, between Ely and Fallon in that stretch where they open up like a 50 mile stretch where there's no speed limit and they set it. So it's only one way traffic and you can go as fast as you want. Oh, interesting. Yeah. They have some big rally there. Uh, That's the only thing you could do out there. Uh, Yeah, pretty much. Because it's straight and desolate. Okay, well, we chose this little break from COVID um, specifically to a place where we knew there wouldn't be anyone else around. Um, it's a cabin in Bryanhead, Utah, that my dad has. And Bryanhead's a very small community, um, but in the summertime, it can get kind of busy with people going up and doing hiking and ATVing, but not this year. It was pretty empty. It was. It kind of made me sad. I just another. I feel like another industry, you know, tourism that is taking such a big hit during COVID. And yeah, last year when we were there for your family reunion, there was, I mean, all kinds of stuff going on. It was fun. It was fun. And this year it was just so 
quiet. Which was nice too. That's what we wanted wanted to go for. I felt bad for the people at Brian Head that are, you know, that's how they make their money. Now to explain Brian Head a little bit, it is in the mountains of um, southern Utah, about an hour north of St. George, and about 30 degrees cooler than St. George. Oh, yes. Oh, a a good 30 degrees. A good 30 degrees because it's at 10,000 feet. Yep. Yeah, 10,000 feet's pretty tough. <laughs> we we had a rough time. We did. We did. Now, this time wasn't nearly as bad as some of the other times, but it still it takes some getting used to. It does. We, I mean, we had a hard time sleeping because we couldn't breathe. It was so dry, and we had nosebleeds and headaches, and yeah. So was- some things that helped us get through that. We drank a lot of water. Yep. We had some humidifiers that we ran almost constantly, and Tylenol was your best friend. Yep. Don't buy Tylenol in Brian Head. <laughs> Why? Why? Because it's expensive. It's oh. just that little store. Oh yeah, and we the were general store. Yeah, the general store. So we we went down into the neighboring towns and and got food and and medicine as we needed. That's funny. Um, but in the past, we our our granddaughter came up for the first time when she was about one years old, and she had a really rough time with altitude she did. sickness. She was throwing up and so sick. It was so sad. But yeah, they were fine this time. It didn't seem to affect them one bit, yeah, just us. In fact, the first part of the vacation, our grandbabies were with us. Yep. So for the first four days, which made it really enjoyable. Nothing like having a four-year-old granddaughter tell you what to do all the time. I know. Play with me, Grandpa. Go down the slide with me, Grandpa. Hang upside down on the jungle gym with me, Grandpa. Yep. Watch me, watch me, Grandpa. Watch me, watch me. The mm-hmm. hanging upside down or doing flips on the jungle gym did not happen. Yeah, she wanted both of us to do that. And we couldn't even get our legs up to the bar. Like, it was pathetic. <laughs> I'll blame the altitude. Okay, let's do that. Let's do that. We'll blame the altitude on Yes, that. let's blame that. But no, it was it was so much fun. We just relaxed. We took um, hikes. Well, and we didn't have a plan. We didn't. We didn't have a plan. We just kind of woke up and went, hey, we should do this today. And, you know, and so, yeah, we took a, we took a nice little hike with the, when the grandbabies were there. At what was it called? Alpine Pond. Alpine Pond at Cedar Breaks. Mm-hmm. This is a great hike. Um, the starting elevation is 10,500 feet. And you just do a loop and you come back. It's only about 200 feet in elevation change the, through the whole hike. And our granddaughter, our four-year-old granddaughter, handled it just fine. It's two miles. Yep. Uh, we had a lot of fun overlooking beautiful canyons because you're along the, the ridge of the canyon. Um, yep. And partial shade. I'd say half the time we were in shade by um, some forests that we walked through. So it was really cool. It's a great beginner hike. It's a great family hike. Um, not strenuous at all. So it was good. It was good to have little kids with us on that hike. Right. And the following day, um, the grandbabies went home, I guess, that later that night or the next day. But the next hike we went on, we said, all right, let's try a different hike at Cedar Breaks. A little more difficult because now we just have, who do we have with us? The Three Amigos? And then Juliana and Jacob, yeah. Oh, yeah, so the the five kids that we took with us. So all yes. seven of us went out on this hike with water and sunscreen, and we were ready to go. Four-mile hike shouldn't be that difficult. Uh-huh. This, it shouldn't be, huh, Darren? No, it shouldn't be. This is called the Ramparts Outlook <laughs> hike, starting at 10,500 feet again, going up to 10,800 feet, mm-hmm. all the way down to 9,800 feet, and then back up. 
You are just so knowledgeable of your elevation. I had to put that in there because it <laughs> makes it sound more impressive. Yeah. This is so funny that you're saying all this. You're I, cracking I me looked up. it up. You're like a weatherman or something. I, I looked it know. up. So it was, it was, that was a tough hike. Oh, oh, it was, it was brutal. It really was. And we never even went down into the valley. We were down, we went out onto some ramparts, which were, you know, almost, almost a thousand feet lower than where we were. No, it was, it was fine. We, we kept, we were walking along and it was beautiful. And the, the hoodoos, which are these, um, like almost like columns of red rock, they're called hoodoos. And they had some really cool ones and we're walking along and we kept going down a lot. And I started getting worried going, well, well, there were switchbacks. If we're going down, <laughs> that means we have to come back up. I'm getting a little concerned, but Sam was really annoying me because he was going, Oh, when we started walking back up, this is just the opposite of walking down. Look at the positive <laughs> side. I'm like, I yeah, don't think so, Sam, be quiet. It was annoying Darren because Darren was struggling. I was having a really hard time with you the- were, I, I was getting mad. Yeah, instead of compassion. I'll show you <laughs> compassion. Instead of compassion, my wife was mad at me for being I was, out of shape. I was mad. I was like, you know what? You need to get in shape, Mr. It was it, just, I was so concerned when worried, I get, yeah. when I get worried, then I get mad and you know, it's a thing. Well, I told you just bury me at the side of the trail. It was beautiful. You know, that's probably where you would have had to stay because yeah. I don't know how you would have gotten out otherwise. I don't know how either. <laughs> so if you want a really nice hard hike, uh, to stress your wife out. Well, and also we were walking along the edge of the Oh, canyon. right along the edge and David, you know, sometimes goofs off. And so I'm like, just get over on this side and I was worried you were going to pass out and fall into the canyon and then you wouldn't have to bury me at all <sighs> ruin my trip they were talking about these California condors that would just pick up dead animals from the oh well so I'd be fine yeah so yeah so that was it was a beautiful hike we had a lot of fun but it was hard it, it was hard uh, especially for me I was having a really hard time you were so then of course because we had such a hard time the next day, we decided to go on another really hard hike. And this time, <laughs> it was about an hour and a half drive to Bryce Canyon. Beautiful. Absolutely gorgeous. Very comparable to um, Cedar Breaks. Um, but the difference at Bryce Canyon, there were a lot more hoodoos. Yes, hoodoos. Very good. Hoodoos. A lot more hoodoos. And we got to walk down into the canyon. Yeah, where at Cedar Breaks, you didn't get to go down into the canyon. You stayed around it. Where this, we got to go right down in. And so it was super cool. Yeah, it, w it was very cool. A lot easier hike, I think, because of the altitude. Um, it started it yeah. closer to 8,500 feet instead of 10,000. I know. <laughs> I know these things. I looked them up because I'm like, Bryce Canyon was a piece of cake. <laughs> Our Bryce Canyon hike was about four miles. We took the Queen Victoria Garden hike and then looped in to the Navajo Loop. And going up the Navajo Loop was pretty tough. That was where it got tough. But it was still so much easier than the day before because it was like 0.6 right miles. 0.6 miles up about 600 feet. Yes. and But it was just such a short ways where the day before it seemed like it was. It was two miles up. Oh. Yeah, it was yeah, so it was tough. This was I felt this was much more doable. I think everybody had an easier time because we just knew even it was going to be did, honey. even you did or you just didn't say anything. I, well, no. <laughs> Why would I say anything? 
but no, it was it was such a beautiful hike, and we got to see Thor's hammer, which is a famous hoodoo that looks like Thor's hammer, and it was spectacular, just spectacular. So, what would you say was the biggest benefit of us going on this trip? Oh, I think just getting away from we really um, disconnected from news. I mean, typically. On a regular day when we're at home, by the nighttime, my phone is down to 10% because I've been on it. I've been looking at it, reading news. Um, and up at Brian Head, we, I'd go to bed and my phone would be at 65% because we just, I think we did a really good job at disconnecting. Yeah, in fact, we a lot changed in the one week we were gone. Now, I still had to work some, um, and there's some funny things that happen with my work. I'm on video conferencing still, um, but I, I didn't. I didn't read the news. Right. Right. So on our drive out, we could stop at gas stations and fast food and, and get our stuff and go. No seating inside. On our way back, everything seemed to start to be locked down. Right. We had to wear face masks when we entered things. And luckily we had some. Well, I only thought we had three or four. Luckily, our adult children had a stash with them. Yeah. It's so good that we have responsible, so responsible children. Let's back up for a second, though. You yeah. said that... Some funny things happen while you were working? What are you referring to? <laughs> so, <laughs> when you're in the wilderness, <laughs> yes. first off, everyone was totally jealous of uh, my scenery because I would sit on the front porch of the cabin with the trees behind me. It was just wonderful, right? It was in the mid-60s outside. I had my laptop. i take some conference calls, do some work, and just, it was, it was wonderful. Right. right. And um, so I'm sitting there presenting. Everyone's commenting, oh, Darren, you, you, where are you at? I, yeah, I'm in the mountains. This is awesome. I start presenting a presentation. All of a sudden I hear, boom, boom, boom. It was time to go ATV, babe. <laughs> yeah, I know. And I was right <laughs> above where the kids and Paige pulled out the ATVs. I'm in the middle of presenting something. It was, it was pretty funny. Someone said, who's mowing their lawn? <laughs> so I said, that's me. Uh, just give me a second. And you guys were gone within like 30 seconds, a minute right. or so. But when you came back, I said, could you let me know before you fire up the <laughs> ATVs? And that irritated me. So then my first thought was, well, I'm definitely not going to let him know the next time I fire up the ATVs, <laughs> which is so mature of me. Thank you. <laughs> yes, I could admit it. But no, within a few minutes, I was like, of course, I need to let him know you're working. I just needed to move inside yes, so it wasn't I, right. so loud. Yes. Um, those kids. Those kids <laughs> and my wife, which is one of those kids. So, But it was a, it was funny. Everyone kind of laughed about it. Um, but I'm glad we, we had can. so much fun on the ATVs. In fact, Jake, it's his new passion. He just wanted to be on the ATVs nonstop. Emma, Emma Jane, our grandbaby, who's four, she wanted to ride an ATV with everyone. And, you know, of course, when we're, when we have Emma on the ATV with us, we only go, you know, we go super slow. We stay on the street. And, you know, everybody was like, okay, your turn with Emma. <laughs> Even Jake, you know, would take her for a little ride, but she loved it. Yeah. So we had thank a, you, Grandpa, for yeah, all the ATVs. Grandpa, thank you. It, it, it was a lot of fun. I think everyone had a, a fun time on, on this trip. Okay, for the Lemonade Moment of the Week, it ties into our hike on Ramparts Outlook. 
Yes. So the lemons were that, that Darren, I died on the side of the road. Darren barely made it back from that hike. He made it back. You were struggling. Admit that you were yes, struggling. Yes, I was struggling, but I made it back. You made it back. I said you made it back. I said barely. Barely. <laughs> but so, I didn't make it to the car before you got on my case. I don't know that I said anything. You just knew I was going to say something. <laughs> Maybe you that were was like, it. we got in the car and you said, I know, I know, babe. Okay. When we get home, I know. And I was like, I didn't say anything. You almost, yeah. <laughs> but you, said you, were, that- you were, you were thinking it <laughs> so loud that I could hear it. My, my stare, you could Your tell. stare and you were using so much mental power. How am I going to get Darren to go on I, a diet? I don't like to be worried about you. I know and you don't. Just, so, ugh. The lemons were, I had a rough time. The lemonade is, I'm on a, a pretty good diet now. That's right. So that's why the junior mints that we have in there sitting on the counter, I'm going to take one for the team and I'm going to eat them all. I thought you already did. You're welcome. <laughs> if you like today's episode, give us five stars on iTunes, Spotify, Google. And head to Facebook and like us. And check out our blog at wheresthelemonade.org. Where you can leave questions and comments. And But most of all, go out and make some lemonade. You betcha, baby. <laughs>